Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday mornings. Grandma's hands played the tambourine so well. Grandma's hands used to issue out a warning. She'd say, Lisa, don't you run so fast. You might fall on a piece of glass. Might be snakes there in the grass. Grandma's hands. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, please be seated. It is hard to know what to share with you about that day. It started out as a regular day. Joseph and I had planned to go to the temple following Jewish law. Forty days after my baby Jesus was born, I was able to leave home and travel to the temple. It was the day to go to the temple so that I could be purified and we could give our thank offering of two turtle doves in exchange for God's blessing on our son. But the most amazing thing happened while we were there. To this day, I still remember Simeon and Anna, two very old and very holy people who appeared in our lives for what I now know, looking back on what happened, was a very holy moment. Each of them opened their hands and held my child, looked into his eyes, and from that day on, we knew he was not alone any longer. Here is what I remember. As we walked into the temple, a very old and holy-looking man came forward, and through what I can only describe as a mother's knowing sense, I was drawn to him and found myself handing over my baby into his arms to do what was required by Jewish law. Joseph and I watched as he then looked into my baby Jesus's eyes and then with his big and wrinkled hands gently lifted up Jesus and said a beautiful prayer. We didn't understand it completely, but it sounded to us that he was giving thanks to God for fulfilling a kind of promise made to him through the Holy Spirit. The old man said that he could now rest. He could be released to his final resting place, for he had looked into the eyes of our child and seen God's salvation. And then, as he handed him back to me, he issued a caution any parent would understand and take seriously. He told me our child would live a life that at times would be misunderstood and contradicted, but in the end would force honesty and the revelation of God's love for all of creation. We were speechless. And then it happened again. Just moments later, Another very old woman this time, in fact, probably the oldest woman I had ever seen, appeared before us. And again, without really understanding why, I knew that I was to place Jesus in her hands for a moment as well. She looked into my son's eyes as we watched. And while I can't really describe that moment, I will truly never forget it. 
She looked into his eyes, and I could actually see and feel her love. How was that possible, I have still wondered. It was only instant, but it felt like a forever. She gave him back to us and began talking about that love, talking about our son, talking about God's presence with anyone who would listen. I remember leaving the temple and still hearing her voice behind us praising God. I share this part of our story with you today to help you remember that it was these two elders, Simeon and Anna, that saw the truth we would only much later know as well. They were the ones, directed by the power of the Holy Spirit, that stepped forward to fulfill the promises made to our people. They were the ones who looked into the eyes of our child and saw the Savior of the world. Their names are written on our hearts. Thanks be to God. My beloved friends, the magnitude and mystery of this whole story relies on two individuals, two spiritual elders. It was these two elders, Simeon and Anna, in our story from the Gospel this morning, who saw and perceived and named and then claimed God's presence, looking through the eyes into this baby. Of all the literature on this major feast day that we call the presentation of our Lord, there is very little written and even less really known about these two spiritual elders. And so today I want to make a suggestion. I want to offer an invitation to consider how we may be able to integrate just a bit of this holy story into ours. Today we seem to live in what many have described as a youth-driven culture. Advertising in every media form is dominated with products and techniques and drugs all geared towards holding on to our youth. I dare say we are so wired to this way of being, we have unwittingly dismissed the holiness of the second half of life. Too often are there times when instead of embracing the gifts and life experience of our elders, we turn away, or at the very least, try to fit them into our way of being in the world. I have done it myself. I have often forgotten there is an ineffable gift that happens every time a grandparent or a great-grandparent spends time with their grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Anyone who has seen a grandparent look into the eyes of a newborn grandchild knows of what I'm talking about. There is something deeply holy that happens in that moment of connection. And what about here in the church? Even when our demographic tells us that the average age of those in church is significantly higher than in the general population, I wonder sometimes if we are doing enough to recognize and celebrate the gifts of our spiritual elders. I wonder if there are unexplored opportunities to lift up the gifts that they bring into this season of their life, honoring and integrating them fully into our common life 
I have never been in a church that doesn't yearn and dream and scheme and long for more families with young children. And how wonderful that we are indeed seeing that happen at Trinity. At the same time, I would like to counter that dominant theme with a deep and humble bow to the beauty, the wisdom, and the gift of our elders right here among us today. To each of you here today, and to those who are no longer with us, we thank you. We need you. And we honor your experience and your presence in our lives. But this is something that I have seen and thought, not thought of on my own, but seen many times and many places. 20 years ago, when Kim and I were in China, being united with our daughter, we saw firsthand that the Chinese knew a lot about this holy connection, even if they didn't call it that. We visited the Social Welfare Institute, where babies waiting to be adopted were also living with elderly who had no family care and were also accepted as residents. And in the center of their campus was a big, beautiful nursery for all the babies. And beside each crib was a rocking chair. Each baby there had an elder assigned to usually her for the sole purpose of love and connection for them both. I would like to think it was for the purpose of making deep and abiding eye contact so that each in their own way knew they were a part of something bigger than themselves. I would like to think that God used that as a way to link these two ends of life in love. So this morning, aside from all the grandiosity of this feast day, with all its history and many names, the feast of the presentation, the purification of Mary, the dedication of Jesus, I would suggest that perhaps it could be equally important to simply remember, honor, and celebrate our spiritual elders, to celebrate those elders still with us and those who have left their fingerprints on our hearts. Maybe this is the week we could reach out to someone who is a spiritual elder, remind them that their presence in our lives is a beautiful gift. May we not be afraid to let them look directly into our eyes, just as Simeon and Anna did into the baby Jesus. They have a way of seeing and knowing the truth of who we are and who we are meant to be. Their way of seeing and knowing comes from a lifetime of love and loss and triumph and tragedy. They are indeed God's holy messengers among us, and we are richer and deeply blessed for your presence in our lives. Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday mornings. Grandma's hands played the tambourine so well. Grandma's hands used to issue out a warning. She'd say, don't you run so fast. You might fall on a piece of glass. Might be snakes there in the grass. Grandma's hands. 
And grandma's hands soothed the local unwed mother. Grandma's hands used to ache some time and swell. Grandma's hands used to lift her face and tell me, Baby, Grandma understands. Put your life in Jesus' hands. He's the one who understands. Grandma's hands. Maybe.